0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash thenerdparty and follow us on Twitter at joinnerdparty. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com/contact. Click on our show logo and leave a comment for us there. Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn.
1: And I'm her husband and co quarantinee, Philip Gilfus.
0: <laughs> We're not technically in quarantine yet. Yeah, but here we are.
1: Right, not practicing social distancing.
0: Not practicing social distancing. Should we be doing this in separate rooms?
1: Probably. You have a mic, too.
0: I do, but I feel like that would ultimately defeat the purpose when we go to sleep in the same bed together later.
1: I I do enjoy that, you know, obviously lots of bad things going on, but the silver lining is that the people in the UK who often don't talk to you now talk to you. You had your little web-zoomy cast...
0: Oh that, well that's that's true yes I'm like
1: nothing's really changed except this and there's something like maybe we should just talk to people online I'm like you could have done that the whole time
0: Yeah no absolutely I did have on Sunday a very nice chat with uh a group of girls that I'm I'm close with and have been close with for a long time and that was really nice got to see uh one baby that I haven't actually seen in motion uh, mm-hmm. before, just pictures. The other baby that I haven't actually seen in motion was uh, asleep. Okay, which is fine. Um, got to see how some of the other babies are growing up, and we were like, "We're gonna do this every Sunday for a little while." So
1: it's basically like you're having a podcast; you're just not recording it.
0: Correct. Yes, and I don't know if anybody would listen to a podcast of. The group of us getting together and
1: just. I mean, I know I don't listen.
0: Nattering. (laughs) That's true. Although you did make sure that you had clothes on before you came out of the bedroom. (laughs) So you didn't embarrass everybody. But uh, yeah, it it was interesting because obviously one of my girlfriends, Lauren, her husband is a full time musician. So uh, he's obviously completely out of work at the minute, um, which is scary and difficult and and things like that. One of my, one of the girls is a nurse, but she's been a specialty nurse for a really long time. She's been working with tuberculosis and vaccinations and things like that. Um, And she's expecting, in fact, the NHS has already called up for volunteers um, like Helen who haven't worked in proper sort of ER medicine for a very long time but they're already trying to pull them in so she's expecting to uh, to go in at some point and she's quite concerned because she hasn't done it in a long time and she's like I might need a little bit of training on some of these things and, and the UK since our phone call so we'll have to see how uh, that conversation goes next week but the UK has since gone on lockdown
1: Will they call you since you're in reserve teacher status?
0: Um, they will not, because all the teachers are, except for... I'm saying
1: for the online, you know, whatever they do.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I mean, everybody's busy. Although there have been a lot of Facebook posts from uh, friends of mine, both in the UK and in uh, here in America, who are teachers who were like, you know, if you need me as a resource, I'm here.
1: Just let everyone know you have a mic.
0: Yep and i did I did actually get a message an uh, email today um from a supply group, teaching group that was like, "Hey, we're looking to fill some slots, and I was like, "Bet you aren't right now <laughs> <laughs> bet you're cool mm-hmm. um but yeah, here at the minute, North Carolina is not in lockdown. Philip predicts it will be sort of any moment now, but uh, so. Philip is staying home, and uh, I am not. I'm continuing to go to work every day. So. I have
1: government job, and I'm home. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you are in the private sector in a small business. So Very small obviously business. Obviously a little bit more complicated, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and part of our small business is dealing with helping out. We I, I work for a sign shop. And so we've been called upon recently to make signs for the hospital as they're preparing for all of this and to make signs for the city to announce closings, you know, putting up signs to say that the parks are closed and things like that. So um, I feel like it's. I'm helping in a small way. Have
1: you made any stay the F home signs yet? I
0: have not made any stay the F home signs. um, Although I'm thinking about doing a personal one. Right. Um, But we don't have a whole lot of walk-in traffic. Today was a busy day. And I saw maybe six other people other than the two people that I work with. And like I say, that was quite busy. So... I don't know. We'll see what happens if we go into lockdown.
1: Well, other than this being a quarantine episode, you know what else is special about this episode? What is
0: special about this episode, baby?
1: This is the 100th episode of Time and Space.
0: This is our anniversary? Yeah. What did you buy me?
1: Um, well, the, the shops are mostly closed.
0: <laughs> is that your excuse? <laughs> Maybe And, that's uh,
1: and Amazon's only not selling toilet paper. <laughs> I
0: know. I wish you'd gotten me toilet, toilet paper. paper. That's yes. Right. We're running dangerously low. Not terribly low. I figure we got another week and a half before uh, things start to get into a. Oh, wait, uh, so
1: I can't. Keep doing the thing where I just
0: be <laughs> like the, the cat thing, yeah. and, and roll the paper Stop down. Stop wrapping yourself up.
1: <laughs> like a mummy. Yep. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm a little concerned that, that the cat is going to be like, mm, toilet paper and tear it all up. And then we're just going to have to be like, no, this is our life now.
1: So for our 100th episode, I thought we'd kind of do something different. We haven't necessarily done our Series 12 wrap-up yet, but we'll, we'll do that next week. So instead, I thought we'd come a little more broader into... Doctor Who fandom, and so we're going to talk Classic Who versus New Who, but not like in a competitive which is better and all that. We're just going to talk about the best parts of each, because obviously, you know, there's different, they're the same, but kind of what's the best part about Classic Who, now that we've gotten more into it, and then what's sort of our favorite parts about New Who. And uh, for our Inside the TARDIS library, we're going to talk about a little uh, quarantine event we took place in with the hashtag Save the Day Day of the Doctor rewatch that was organized by uh, Emily Cook, if I have her name correctly, of Doctor Who Magazine Weekly. Sorry, it's blanking for a second, but anyway, um, who's been organizing that first global watch rewatch? That include uh, Stephen Moffat coming on Twitter and tweeting accordingly, and then uh, we'll talk about that experience. So first, let's go into what the, the just broadly Doctor Who. So I know we haven't watched it lately, but when you think about classic Who. Um, what are the good parts? Or what, what what do you appreciate about that the most? Well. Or your favorite parts, or what you look forward to, if anything.
0: Yeah. Um, I think one of the things, because Troughton had Jamie the Scott, right? Jamie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And, and one of the things that I'm very excited about that I've just recently learned is Jamie the Scott from Doctor Who was the inspiration for... Jamie the Scot in the Outlander <laughs> book series, and so that's very cool, because I'm also watching that in my spare time, which I still don't have a whole lot of, but, uh, yeah, so that's very cool, and I don't feel like I've watched enough of that.
1: Because, well, of course, you know, Troughton has the most lost episodes. now. And maybe that's the problem,
0: we, I don't know. I
1: am waiting, because uh, the UK did send it off before everything went uh, whatever.
0: Pete Tong, they say yeah, I guess. <laughs>
1: But uh, I'm trying to remember the, the faceless ones. Anyway, it's the newest uh, animated lost episode. So however long it takes, packages to come um, that should be on its way shortly. Cool. So that will be a future upcoming episode of us watching and or reviewing that r- restoration. So yeah, I mean, with the with at least the black and white era. I mean, that's my definition with Hartnell and Troughton. So um, and I, I think with. I think I'm starting to like the second Doctor more, or appreciate him more, because he is, I've always thought he's sort of a, I don't know how to describe it, he, he's very, I'm one of the more emotional doctors, if I'm allowed to say that. Okay. You know, he's very thoughtful at times, or, and then, but then he's also very scared of what's going on, you know, and so I think he, he, he certainly lets it all, puts it all on his sleeve. Um, I mean, there's sometimes he's thoughtful and mysterious, but... Um, he also, you know, comforts his companions and listens to them. I mean, you know, all doctors, to a certain extent, you know, kind of ignore their companions. I'm sure he does as well. But I think he also listens to them a little bit and comforts them, whether it's talking to Victoria or Zoe. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I look forward to that. And I know we haven't dipped back into Hartnell for a while. but mm. um,
0: I do still think about the episode where... Um, Susan left.
1: Right, the uh, uh, Dalek invasion of Earth. I think is what it is.
0: Yeah, that sounds. Mm. Yeah, and and that's uh, it's one that stays with me. So mm-hmm. that must be a reasonably good thing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that was sort of you know long enough to inspire the second Doctor Who movie.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I or guess su- it
1: second Peter Cushing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right.
0: I guess specifically because the first Doctor is not necessarily considered a soft Doctor in any way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he does this sort of sacrificial, num-num-num, you know, um, I want you to be happy more than I want you to stay with me kind of thing. And that's a nice, nice moment.
1: Mm -hmm. And the uh, subsequent reimaginings of the first Doctor, has that colored anything with you as far as, you know, um, David
0: uh, love Bradley? Him. David Bradley, love me some David Bradley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I think it does, because I, I do, I really like David Bradley, and I like what he does with the first Doctor. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Definitely. The, the third first. <laughs> I like a lot.
1: And how do you like these serializations versus hard and fast episodes?
0: <sighs> do
1: you I, like I mean, yeah, you know, it depends on the story, I suppose. But yeah, and you know I think four part it. versus six part versus Yeah, another, I yeah. think
0: what I'm finding particularly in old Who, classic Who, sorry. <laughs> um is that the shorter serials work better for me. Right. Um, Because once you get up to six-parter kind of things, there's inevitably a filler, and, you know, it just feels like it drags a little bit. So I like the through lines, and I certainly, when thinking about New Who, like the through lines a lot, but they do tend to drag a little bit in the classic who we've got to do six episodes but we really only have enough story for five.
1: Yeah.
0: Sort of Yahoo thing. It does
1: make me wonder, I mean, because I I don't have this encyclopedic knowledge and probably listeners do, how many odd serials, odd numbered serials there are. Because these are like four or six... Eight. Yeah. I mean, how many, like, five are there? You know? Yeah. uh, Is there a magic reason of why they choose?
0: Well, presumably to fit it into the number of episodes they have in a season and
1: And then what or is that number you know i'm saying Uh, yeah i don't know yeah
0: i don't know answer question i don't know why are you
1: avoiding why are you avoiding the question
0: i am i'm (laughs) evading the question let's talk about something (laughs) squirrel
1: (laughs) well let's enter into the colorization era of doctor who so that's the pertwee and then baker the first davison baker the second mccoy era which you can break those down if you are want to but you know, we've been obviously watching a lot of Third Doctor, sort of making our way through his third series. I think, off the top of my head, because um, the first series was with. Oh, sorry, I've forgotten the companion's oh, name. Oh
0: yeah, not Joe.
1: Yes, not Joe. <laughs> and we're at the end of um, the end of the third series with, Joe, or you know, the third Third Doctor series. Uh, we just finished up with the Mutants. And I'm
0: annoyed. I can't remember her name. I know it's really
1: bad because she's like you know it's not bad. No, I just can't remember no, her name. She's fine. Um, I can see your face too,
0: <laughs> including in that terrible film we watched by um, Mark Gaddis. <laughs> there she is, still.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, and so what? What do you sort of think of at least? I don't know four, three, four, five.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying Joe a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because she is a little bit of a self-rescuing princess, mm-hmm. which I always appreciate, uh, particularly... And Liz I know Shaw,
1: just so we don't... Liz, Liz Shaw, Shaw go, of so.
0: course. Uh, not to be confused with Tim Shaw. That's right. I'm very excited about... I enjoy Joe. I'm very excited about getting on to Sarah Jane, who I know is next, because then we do sort of go in with the screamers for a little while. Right. The help may help may help, but not me. for a
1: little bit. I mean, because who
0: comes after Sarah Jane? Uh, Leela, oh, yeah, of course,
1: who is knifing people left and right,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: there is that, and then after Leela is the Romanas, okay, so you know, really, yeah, we've
0: got a little bit of time yeah. before we get into the screamers.
1: yeah, sort of the Baker era,
0: yeah, and then we finish up with Ace, yeah, that's right, who is the most. Fantastic, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. self-rescuing princess out there. Yeah, and
1: we we haven't watched all of McCoy just yet, so
0: yeah, still got it There's go. still
1: more to watch for him. Um,
0: but I enjoy Pertwee a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, and I'm not even sure why I have such a fondness <laughs> for him, but I really do. I I just like him a lot and his little cape. And
1: <laughs> well, it strikes me, and again, I can only talk about my own experience, and I just sort of have to absorb whatever the actual UK cultural experience was at the time and still is, that you know, because it always seems that Tom Baker, the fourth Doctor, is sort of the Doctor but it seems like the more I hear about older stuff, like John Pertwee the third Doctor, was the Doctor and then Baker too, but like, Pertwee still is held up as and which is, because I don't know you know, I'm watching him for the first time as you're watching him, um, and so it's, it's it's interesting that he was thought of as Establishing, doctor, yeah. you know, you know, you know, you know. Obviously, Hartnell and Tralton was good, but he sort of made it what it was, and then Baker made it even more so what it was. Yeah, and then from there, but um, but I mean, all right, can which you, is lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you see, with, with the yeah, because I, I think with the Third Doctor, there is this sort of. I mean, I don't, what everyone has always said before. I'm not saying anything new, but the you have the gentlemanness, and then you have the random action fighter. He's just karate chopping and grabbing people left and And right, and
0: then just stopping for sandwiches. Which (laughs)
1: that was so funny. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The episode that we watched just recently. Yeah, there was a lot of eating going on, which then just made me think of Graham. (laughs) It all comes home again
1: because I think, and and I guess you can argue, the third doctor is the least eccentric doctor. Hmm. I think. Um, maybe Dave is the fifth doctor, but we haven't necessarily watched a lot of him lately. Um, but, you know, because you know, he's, he's, he is how he presents himself. He doesn't have himself. the
0: weird quirks as much, although he does wear a cape. Right. Um, and there's Bessie.
1: Right. Yeah, so he acts less eccentric, but maybe displays himself more eccentric.
0: Okay. If, yep, yep, you know. yep, yep. His accoutrement
1: yes he he's normal, but he has weird stuff around,
0: yeah, him. yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he's not wearing celery, so
1: but a cape but I don't a know cape, which is
0: no, I'm going with cape is more normal than celery okay that that is that is my hierarchy right
1: of of weirdness of, okay, that's what I'm going with jessica's hierarchy of weirdness and i, I have don't teach that in sociology enough tw-
0: I, know. I keep trying to slip it into the books
1: mm-hmm. and nothing's Celerate? happening that a bookmark.
0: <laughs> yeah. yep that's the plan mm. well
1: i guess if you if we're gonna watch a classic episode of doctor who which obviously you know covers a lot 1963 to 1989 i guess which one do you? Is there a particular Doctor you hope that we're going to watch? Or... An Ace
0: episode. It's not a so particular Doctor. doctor no. It's going companion. to be a companion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that I don't thoroughly enjoy the Seventh Doctor. Mm-hmm. But Ace. Yeah. Definitely. And second choice would be Sarah Jane. And mm-hmm. it is going to be companion based rather than Doctor based.
1: Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Now, is it. Ace, I think I I understand why you have this troubled teenager thing that you like, and that's what Ace is.
0: Why do I have this outsiders? Troubled I mean, I oh, can go yeah. through everything yeah. that's
1: that's you. That's what you do. Well, I taught teenagers <laughs> for sixteen years. I
0: love teenagers. I think they're hysterical. Mm-hmm.
1: Sex education now.
0: Oh yeah, More makes me laugh teenagers. so much. Yep. Yeah, I do love a good teenager. They just make me giggle.
1: Mm-hmm. So and then any reason what's Sarah Jane?
0: Um, again, I think it's the strong character and of course with Sarah Jane even more so because she was such a stalwart. Mm-hmm. Um I mean by far she is the most lasting companion, mm-hmm. right? I mean,
1: without looking, at it seems. To I be mean, right. but in in terms
0: yeah. of not just her time on Doctor Who, right. but then the oh, spinoffs and 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 then returning in New Who. I mean, she was definitely the most lasting right companion. Impression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and and I admire her. That's amazing.
1: And sort of the the latter era of the classic, well, you've talked to Ace. Anything about the fifth or sixth Doctor that uh...
0: again, those screaming companions just right. don't do it for me. Yeah, and I, th- I'm starting to think a little bit that the companion makes the show. I
1: mean, that's that's it's it's valid,
0: yeah, and maybe we should we need to talk about that in depth at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I know we've talked about the companions, but in terms of you know I've said before, I liked Clara with the eleventh doctor, mm-hmm. didn't like her with the twelfth doctor, mm-hmm. um, and the twelfth doctor got a lot of flack his first year with Clara, and then soared to great heights once he got bill. so yeah, I think I think the companion makes the man. Mm-hmm. Sting was wrong. it is not the clothes which make the man. It or is woman. The companion, or woman, yeah. yeah, and we can come back to that because that'll be interesting. Because uh, we haven't really talked about the fact that it has been confirmed that we're losing two companions
1: mm-hmm.
0: next year, and seeing what that does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. We'll come back to it when we're talking <laughs> new who. So let's yeah, mm-hmm. let's move on.
1: Well, and then what do you think? Because again and again, without knowing they were being there. Because it's easy to picture, and again, I'm a generation removed um, or so, that what the Doctor Who fan of Classic Who at the time was, you know, was it just a bunch of, you know, 20-year-old nerds or something? Or, you know, in other words, why do you think the program lasted as long as it did, all the way from 63 to 89? And, you know, in a, of course, you know more than I do, you know, British shows aren't necessarily known for such a long-lasting...
0: But...
1: Absent being a soap opera.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. People in England grab hold of things. And and maybe we do here too, I don't know. But, you know, you get people like um, Bruce, what's his name, from... And the only thing I know him from is Strictly Come Dancing. But he has been a presenter for... A hundred years, and everybody knows his catchphrase, and he continues to use his catchphrase. And the guy who did, um, oh, what's the show where you open the boxes? Deal or no deal. Right. Um, and again, that was all I knew him from, but he had been a presenter for hundreds of years, and everybody mm-hmm. knew who Ant and deck, even. <laughs> I
1: think uh, Ant a little trouble these days, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but,
0: yeah but you know they have been a foundation of british television yeah. since they were teenagers yeah. and and were on a television show um and then made some songs apparently and then became presenters and it, and i think that that's the thing with doctor who it just became this foundation that people could watch as a family and enjoy as a family. The
1: Tea Time Show. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so it just sort of went from there. And I think, and maybe that's the thing, when you've got these presenters and, you know, things like that who start off presenting children's shows and then the kids who grew up on them follow them Mm. wherever they end up. Uh, You know, it's the same reason that take that, uh, the boy band, they broke up. They were broken up for 10 years or something, got back together and were huge by far. You know, I mean, New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all of those, maybe not NSYNC so much because, you know, Justin Timberlake's not interested. (laughs) But all of these boy bands here in America have gotten back together to tour again Mm -hmm. and woo, isn't this fun? take that, were huge
2: (laughs) again.
0: They just had this complete resurgence um, even without one of their members and then when he came back for a little while, I mean, it just the British people like their childhood icons and they're going to stick with them and so same thing for the soaps, you know, all these soaps that some of the people on them have been on them for years and years Mm -hmm. and years and They're the favorites, because that's who you grew up with. So, yeah, I I think that, I don't know, traditionalists, nostalgia, I don't know, but...
1: Yeah, and and maybe we can talk about that difference between classic and new, um, and as much as there are differences, but I'm trying to make it, what's the analogies of, you know, whether it's Marvel movies, um... I was going to say Star Trek, but that might not be fair. But anything, something that starts off, you know, theoretically aimed at younger viewers or watchers. Mm. But when those younger and viewer watchers grow up, they still want that content. But then they want that content a little more, you know, adult. Nothing crazy, but more adult. But then I always wonder, are we losing...
0: The next generation. Yeah, you know, that it
1: you know the i'm trying to think cuz you know nerd culture this is all you know, there's like a million examples but i can't think of one mm-hmm. but of stuff so, where they're like oh this 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 and i'm like that's all adults and i mean i'm not saying like nudity or swearing and all that though that too possibly but it's like remember this is supposed to be for <laughs> a more, yeah a more <laughs>
0: it, mature thing yeah i mean it shouldn't perhaps. be
1: you know and and just cuz it's for kids doesn't mean it's dumb but you know just always have to remember you know, I, I in other words i want there to be a broad audience not a the, not the the vocal nerd which I'm a nerd but the vocal nerd audience to be like oh this should be for us and like okay just cause you're 40 now I mean doesn't doesn't mean you own it just cause you watched as a kid you know it could still be for kids you can enjoy it as an adult if it's you know well written and whatever but that's, yeah. sometimes there's some properties that I feel like get ripped and then, no, now it's for us now. And I'm like, well, it could be for the kids what you were meant for. You know, yeah, yeah. That's a crazy and find, thought. And finding
0: that balance. Yeah, so. And, you know, as you say, New Who doesn't really even attempt, I don't think, to um, go with the this is a show for children.
1: Right. Right. And, you know, and I think the... and This is my opinion. That the original Doctor Who I know was always... oh, this is a ki-. I mean, it was in the drama department. They always try to make that point. It wasn't in the kids' department. It was in the drama department. But it was, you know, supposed to... The, the origin was supposed to be for children, education, all that. I think it left that pretty, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, even during the Hartnell era, it just, just became a sci-fi drama show. Which, you know, that's that's why we like it. So, but, you know, nevertheless... Oh, um, well, before we leave classic, anything, again, out of our highlights that you've found? Ace. Ace. All right. It's ace for you.
0: It's ace for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you I'm know, looking forward to it, because I know we're, we're stuck. I don't say that in a bad way, because I'm, I'm enjoying it. I know we're stuck in the third Doctor era, so we haven't necessarily jumped around in any parts lately, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Um, so, and then just as an aside, so, we, like I said, we have one cereal left in this Series of the Third Doctor. Okay. So the next series is what arrived two days ago on Blu-ray. Okay. So we're gonna have featurettes and extras. Just for the record, it was yesterday and all that. So cool. And then there's the series after that, his last series, which is with Sarah Sarah Jane. And then after that, obviously, is the Fourth Doctor, and I have that on Blu-ray too. Okay. So cool. Those are things to look forward to, so we don't have to. Play around with how we watch it. Yes. try to... Get fu- your weird... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Black market videos. Yeah. Cool.
1: All right. Well, the Interregnum. And again, this is my categorization. Those of you listening can have your own. How do you call different eras of Doctor Who? Mm.
2: Well,
1: I just call this the Interregnum eras. So this is the Doctor Who movie, a.k.a. Eighth Doctor, Big Finish, all that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a lot of Big Finish that we've listened to is... Post advent of New Who, yeah. But at least you know what. But some of it, I mean, the eighth stock that we've been listening to now in order is all pre New Who. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it all is. I, I th- <laughs> without looking things up, so again, you can yell at me if I'm wrong. I think not chart Lucy. I think Lucy would probably be post New Who. Okay. era of big finish but i could be wrong for all i know yeah i don't know when the exact day, what's the first eighth doctor story that was posted? new i don't can't talk to the top of my head but anyway but so everything we've listened to with charlie is still before you know night you know 2000 and whatever five five yeah, yeah i think i got that wrong there but um so yeah. basically what do you think of that sort of What do you look forward to with The Eighth Doctor?
0: I mean, I look forward to continuing his adventures. Again, I'm a big fan of Sheridan Smith, so I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to getting full-blown into Lucy as well. Although, I need to figure out what the heck's going on with Charlie, so there's that. (laughs) But I tend to like The Eighth Doctor, despite not being a fan of the movie. Right. I I'm quite fond of him, and and maybe it's the underdog syndrome of all he got was a lousy movie, <laughs> and by lousy movie I mean <laughs> literally a lousy movie. And so I'm cheering for him in the uh, the big finish world where he gets to spend more time with the doctor and explore that, and I think that's delightful.
1: Mm-hmm. And one thing, and this is going back, so I apologize, uh, to the classic era, but just something that I know we might get into, but obviously we've gotten the reintroduction of the Master. What are you thinking of the first Master? Uh, Ro- Roger Delgado, I hope I'm saying that name right, um, of the third Doctor era. Yeah. You know, because I mean, you know, now you've, you've seen every Master now.
0: Yeah, he's so villain. Mm-hmm. Like, there's very little... In place for mm-hmm. him to have any. And I do like my shades of gray. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this so over and over and over again. Who do you say. think
1: is the grayest master?
0: Oh, Missy, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, is that the post, you know, Twelfth Doctor reforming her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's why.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, she's the one with the most, what is, is she bad guy? Is she good guy? Is she, you know... Mm-hmm. Is she dabbing? What was she that? dabs. You don't remember the part? No, I do not. That remember was in the, the Bill's dabbing. last episode uh-huh. where
1: she where she's pretending to be Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah, she said, "I'm yeah. Doctor Who. That's my name. I'm Doctor Who." Uh, so
0: yeah, I mean, I think that that murkiness because we get so much of, you know, I guess more particularly in New Who, although we get some glimpses of it in Old Who, of you know, they were friends. They go back a long way. There's history there. Mm-hmm. And so then how did they get to this point? And those shades of gray, even if they don't fill in those gaps, they make a little more sense. Right. Um, as opposed to, why was Doctor Who friends with this jerk for so long? <laughs> you right. know. So, yeah. Or jerk Or jerk Yes.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to New Who, your more familiar era. Yep. Um, what are your favorite parts about Doctor mm. Who in the new in the post uh, revival era?
0: I just, I like. There's so much to enjoy mm-hmm. in my mind. You know, there are the story arcs. They're really interesting. Again, thinking of the Weeping Angels and the um adipose and they're just some really interesting and i think that new who does this way better than classic does and i suppose it's to be expected i think it's a generational thing of shades of gray bad guys
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean the weeping angels are not shades of gray i mean they are <laughs> shades of gray because they're made of granite but you know literally not metaphorically uh, but like the adipose and um, and even the little chewy thing in the 13th doctor
1: oh the uh, I know what you're talking about it's yes yes
0: the little chewy thing <laughs> you know'
1: Pating. Those,
0: Pating, yes I mean those are all shades of gray yeah. those are places where misunderstanding or um, lack of knowledge about culture and all of those things and that makes for much better stories in my opinion um for me that that's important
1: and it was interesting and again do this out of order um wasn't trying to because i know we watched two in a row i'm not trying to remember which one was which i think it was the mutants which was to me um, mm. heavily a colonization story. Shades
0: of gray, though, though yeah.
1: Yeah, with the oh yeah, because the other one was with the Silurians. It was the Sea Devils. Uh, mm, that was the other right. one. right. Which yep. I mean, technically, that was. I mean, they yep. were...
0: yeah. I mean, the Silurians get they're upset. Shades but of gray, yeah. maybe you know
1: for yeah. good reason. Um, but anyway, with the mutants, you know that that was sort of one. Though, no, I mean, I, it's not a criticism. I'm just going through the whole story like. Because, and I forget what they were called, the aliens. I mean, because there's humans, and then there's the aliens that look exactly like humans, but whatever. Yeah. Um, the the, But anyway, the natives, the indigenous people. Uh. Um, they really should have done something with them to make them look different. But anyway. Oh,
0: but uh, not like brown turned. face, because that's not okay. <laughs> They've done enough of that.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, but I mean, no, I'm not saying they should have done that. But I mean, there, there were certainly... Because I was reading the background for that story. Pointy
0: ears or something. something. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I mean, I know it is pre-Star Trek. I don't know. Maybe it's not. But anyway, it is pre-Star Trek. But anyway, I'm trying to think that uh, I was reading the background and that it was saying that the writer, you know, obviously meant for there to be an obvious theme, but the director was not keen and so... Necessarily. So it's just more of like, oh, it's an adventure. But I'm like, I don't know, it's pretty straight pretty up pretty straight what, up <laughs> anti
0: colonialism. Uh, you have the
1: literal segregation signs on the on the uh-huh. teleporter mat, whatever you call it. Um, and the we came and we're granting independence and then the bad guy does and you're you know, it was a very interesting story, especially. I mean, not to point any fingers, especially for a UK audience. Not that we don't have our own problems, obviously. Uh-huh. But I mean, you know, it's you know an interesting story.
0: Yeah, and the idea that the mutants that the bad guys were trying hard to kill were a creations that they themselves had made, right? Accidentally. accidentally. In trying...
1: Tripping their... Well,
0: but yeah. in trying to conquer this world, they created the monsters. To make it hut. better for
1: us, yeah. not for them.
0: Yeah. Um, which ultimately is is resolved, which is good. But, uh, but yeah, definitely the monsters in this were not the monsters. No, they were the and, humans. And those are the stories I enjoy. <laughs> and those are the stories that I think that uh, New Who tends to excel in. Mm-hmm. Um...
1: Well, I'll just break this up just so it's a little easier maybe to think, and we'll do it by a series, or by a... Doctor. Well, I was going to say by a runner, by a series runner. Showrunner, sorry. uh, Showrunner, yeah. So, you know, Eccleston and Tennant, what are the things that you're excited about if we're going to watch a...
0: I mean, I love a little bit of Rose. Okay. And she covers at least those two (laughs) doctors. I think she's interesting.
1: Yeah, I I was... I mean, it's I say I was reading this I mean it's just we all know this now, but that uh Billy is sort of the most underrated or at least maybe most unpredictable might be my word actress mm. to come along uh for a while, you know in other words, you know she gets cast on Doctor Who and everyone's yeah. like Billy who or that one yeah um the
0: the singer
1: right, and then uh you know she's obviously been in lots of stuff and still is in lots of stuff, yeah,
0: absolutely, and has done stage and yeah really, really came into her own, which is delightful um and maybe that's again, you know, maybe I like her for the same reason that I like Paul McGann, mm-hmm. and that she was definitely the underdog mm-hmm. and really came into her own and then went off and did amazing things, so uh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's exciting, and so yeah, I think the casting I think the casting of Rose was inspired because again. Who thinks, oh, one-hit Teenage Wonder, let's cast her.
1: Next to Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, (laughs) next
0: to our classically trained uh, (laughs) chip-on-the-shoulder Christopher Eccleston. Yeah,
1: I think I enjoy in New Who the larger stories. Now, it can Mm. always cut both ways, but broadly speaking, the arcs, um, or even thematic arcs, which is more what I like than just literally, here's a plot we have to follow and shove it in everywhere. Um, But, you know, I think Tenet, the Tenth Doctor's era, I mean the Ninth Doctor, but there was this sort of larger theme of the last of the Time Lords. And a lot of times that was isolating to him, so it could be very sad. Um, But then, you know, when he's reunited or there's vestiges that maybe there's another one out there. And of course turns out to be the Master eventually, which Mm. is not good. But even, you know, this sort of uh, looking backwards towards Gallifrey mm-hmm. and you know, this sort of things sort of like that.
0: And I think even with Eccleston, we get that theme of guilt mm-hmm. running through him throughout the whole thing.
1: Yeah, because I, I enjoy... I mean, and this is me, your mileage of very I do like the Doctor always being a little mysterious, so mm. there's been a new who temptation to add more which is fine you know um i'm not saying that i'm like oh that's terrible but you know I, I just always keep the mystery there a little bit though yeah
0: and i think i've said this before i'm perfectly okay with people filling in gaps because mm-hmm. that's exciting and things to learn but then i think you also need to create questions as well to keep that sense of mystery
1: yeah doesn't Um, have to necessarily literally wear the question mark, but it should always be there. Exactly. I mean, the 12th Doctor wears it on his uh, pants, he said.
0: Well, there you go. (laughs) Um, And I think with, it doesn't get crazy timey-wimey in a way that the 12th Doctor does. I mean, it does occasionally, thinking about Blink. Which I just think is, but but that's just such a masterful one-off.
1: I mean, I, I love... That's the,
0: so beautifully put together.
1: I mean, aside from, what is it called? Love and Monsters? Um, I'll have to watch that again. Because I, I, I want to say I don't like it, and I feel like most people don't like it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to watch it again. But anyway, to have an episode where it's like, all right, the two stars can't really be in this episode. Write an episode. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. What's uh, and that's blanking on her name in blank.
0: Carrie Mulligan, who's mm. just adorable, mm. and a lot like Michelle Williams. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking with that comparison. Actually, beautiful episode. And like I say, it doesn't get too like. I love the twelve, uh, the eleventh Doctor. Love, love, love Matt Smith. Love Matt Smith. Love the the river. We'll, we'll come into the, all the things <laughs> I love. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but. Some of it gets a little extended.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the if the critiques of Moffat that are out there is that he is very timey wimey. Mm, and
0: yeah. we get into the whole silence and there's a crack in a wall yeah. all the way through, and and I think we get a lot of the payoff, mm-hmm. but by the time we finally get it, I'm not sure I care. That I've been led by the nose all the way through.
2: Yeah, no, like
0: the know. silence are interesting in amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily need the constant throwback until we got to it. I felt like the build up was a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I get
1: what you're saying. Um, or at least that you didn't even have to explain them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't need a crack in the wall all the way through.
1: Um and as you
0: say it does get, you know, poor Rory
1: <laughs> killed so many times.
0: Yeah, and then poor Amy and then she grows old and then she doesn't and they don't let her in and she loses her
1: baby. And She loses
0: and, her baby and, and they never can't have gets to and that's just yeah. weird.
1: becomes so, a model suddenly.
0: Uh, yeah, it just there's and again, love them. We'll watch every single one of them again.
1: Yeah, I think there is I think
0: 9 and 10 is a little neater. In that way,
1: and I think there is a like as as you alluded to. There's a lot of casting magic. I mean, in all these ones. I mean, I, you know, just to, obviously <laughs> I'm enjoy all of the tenth doctor companions. So I, you know, everything worked there mm. for me. I mean, you know, Martha had, sh- sh- could have had another year. I'm I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> but obviously Donna was good too. Yep, but good stories and, and everything. Uh, yeah, so I, I do, do like that. There was sort of a little bit of epicness of scale with the tenth doctor. Stories, I mean, even that they're smaller, but and of course, it's sort of the uh, I don't know, what it it's called the golden age of who, but I mean, just that was the era where you all the spinoffs came out. You had Torchwood, you had Sarah Jane, mm. you know, and where you had that's why you, at the end. Or near the end of his run, you know, you had that episode where they all came together, and you had yeah. everyone...
0: and I think it's the place where everybody became excited about New Who, right? which is not genuinely a dig at Christopher Eccleston. I think that Just his... Just too short a time. Yeah, I think his years started to build up talk, and so by the time people were like, Oh, I keep hearing about this, I should watch it. Eccleston's gone, and Tennant's <laughs> taking all the accolades.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he's like, the... the, the He's like the president, you know, <laughs> he gets credit for all the good things that the president for him did, which does not suggest that he's not brilliant in his own right, because right. of course he is. But yeah, I don't want to disparage Eccleston in any way yeah. in that form is that, you know, word of mouth got around and by the time everybody was ready to tune in, he had unfortunately left the show and left it in incredibly capable hands
1: well as you say we're an 11th doctor household um, mm. so uh, yeah lots of good things um, to say I mean I I've, like I mean they're, they're obviously not great episodes in my opinion for the 11th doctor era but um, it's he, he makes most of them.
0: Yes, and I think the, um, again, you've got the, the casting choices. Uh, Amy and Rory are brilliant, um, and everybody loves them. The introduction of River Song is absolutely inspired, even if it got, does get really twisty at times. <laughs> and if you asked me to run through it. But I think River Song's journey is much more of an interesting reveal
2: right?
0: in terms of, you know, uh, Melody Pond, and th- uh, up to that reveal, and then things get a little wonky when then you've got Mel in there who grew up with them but didn't, and yeah. it, that's when things start getting. And we never did get a full reckoning of all of the things, and I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't, that's, um, I
1: don't want to blame it all on Moffat because again, this is just a positive episode. But there are times where he just like adds something, and you're like. Oh, okay, we're just we're just gonna add that. Okay, I mean, yep,
0: we're going with it as a thing. I mean, like
1: Mel, yeah, they were friends the whole time. Did we not mention that? No, you, yeah, n- you've never, never mentioned, mentioned that. Mel at, <laughs> at all. all. I mean, because it's one of those things like where if he has a grand plan, and he does, there are a lot of arcs that he has that, that do show this grand plan, and you're like, oh, that was good. But one of those, you're like, you just made this up, didn't you? you yeah. know, no idea. Yeah. You're like, no.
0: Well, and you can I'm argue, forcing this and puzzle piece. You can piece. argue that <laughs> it changed. You know when. Amy had her baby and they took the baby from her. Mm-hmm. That that changed the whole timeline. So that's why we hadn't heard of her before now. You know, I mean, you can argue, but again, that gets really, really timey-wimey. And didn't, like, a, when when we first see Riversong regenerate, she is a small child. Right. In the streets. Right, right. So she escaped. Gaped from the bad guys. Yeah,
1: because well, yeah, from the astronaut suit or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yep, and then yeah, that was vague
1: too. Because ended orphanage. up yeah.
0: back with the bad guys. Well, cause, I think she because uh, she's definitely with the bad guys when she's River Song, and she must be partly with the bad guys when she's Mel. Because oh, she got brainwashed. They triggered ah oh, is Mel Bucky Barnes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's a little un. I mean, I anyway, mean, we're not yeah. going to solve it, so, but yeah,
0: these are these are things. Things get squishy, mm-hmm. and and if you sit back and enjoy it, yeah, that's absolutely and that's fine. Who. Yes, yeah, absolutely. If you want to go and do a deep dive, you're gonna get a brain freeze.
1: Yeah, blood may come out of somewhere. Good times. Yeah. Um, so. Twelfth Doctor, we're usually a little pokey about. So, mm-hmm. so but positive, if we're watching a Twelfth Doctor episode, what are you going to be like? Oh, this is going to be good because... Bill. Bill. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. the last series. Just mm-hmm. the last season of the Twelfth Doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, pretty much.
1: Uh, well, I, I don't disagree. Um, I mean, there there are some interesting Twelfth Doctor ones. I mean, like, Time Heist, is that the name of the episode? Where it's, you know, him doing uh.
0: Mm, Oceans Eleven, or he's
1: doing the Oceans Eleven sort of mm. thing. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, it's not Capaldi's fault. It's not Jenna's fault. It's not the. It's just it, some work better than others. But
0: and I think I think to an extent it was a chemistry thing, and yeah. I wish that they'd picked up on it earlier.
1: And yeah, it, it, I don't get him. We're not trying to be negative, just but yeah, it mm. just it just no. seemed that you know playing with you know because I feel like maybe there was some meeting where. You know, after Matt leaves, and like, what, what do we want to do with Clara? Who is Clara? And then, and then suddenly, we're like, let's make her super powerful, and the and the Doctor basically, and it's like, okay, well, that's a that's a direction, and then let's make the Doctor and her like stuck together, and this huge force, and but yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, blah.
0: and again, even <laughs> within that, you know, the story of me, mm-hmm. for instance, is an interesting concept that I really like,
1: mm-hmm. and I, I I did like the. I think it was a two-parter with uh him and Davros. You know, a little time jumping there, but you know, where the Doctor had to make a choice about helping, it's obviously this terrible person as mm. a child. You know, it's the whole Hitler oh, baby yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: and Clara's death was really interesting. Where mm-hmm. uh, where she takes his mark, and there's nothing that's the Raven or whatever. It's yeah, called. yeah. Some interesting things happen there. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, when I talk about not liking Clara with the Twelfth Doctor, that doesn't mean I hated everything. Mm-hmm. It just means the chemistry between them wasn't interesting. And I liked Clara less. Mm-hmm. I rooted for Clara less. Um, so, yeah.
1: yeah. And then I there was some of the... Because for the most part, I remember being like a Twelfth Doctor Christmas special is blech. But some of them I've, I've come to like. So, I mean... Mm. Uh, the uh, husbands of River Song. Yes. I thought being w- weird the first time I saw it. And I'm like, nah. but I've come to appreciate it more. I think. Yeah, I mean, of course, like course, you know. I. What can you say about Twice Upon a Time? I mean, that's pretty good. The you got Twelfth Doctor, you got the First Doctor. You got,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's beautiful. Love. I mean, it. it's a
1: multi Doctor story.
0: Yep. Yeah. Everybody loves them.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so we're at the end, or slash the present. Mm-hmm. We're at the general era. So I just hate to bug up, you know, just two series, I guess, not the spotlight of uh, the 13th Doctor era. But, um, I, you know, obviously we've had our ups and downs. This isn't our Series 12 wrap-up. But generally mm-hmm. speaking, uh, what makes you happy about this latest era of Doctor Who?
0: Uh, woman Doctor, going to cheer it on every time. Yeah. Really loved the historical episodes. Right. Love the Companions, feel like they're wildly underused. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, with the news that... Bradley. Bradley and Tosin Tosin are exiting, which I'm sad about because I've loved them. It'll be interesting to see if then we get more.
1: Right. Is it just going to be Yaz or are they going to add... More companions,
0: yeah, and I kind of hope because Chibnall likes big casts, I kind of want him to keep it to Yaz so that
1: he can play with his all his guest stars, yeah, yeah, and be
0: very happy with all his guest stars, and we can still potentially find interesting things about Yaz. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the only thing I'm, I mean, I mean, this isn't written in stone everywhere. The only thing I'm upset is this will probably be the last series mm. for Jody.
0: Theoretically, yeah, because be third. th- third's the yeah, charm, Yeah. and then off she pops, and I, it doesn't feel long enough. No, at all. It doesn't feel like she's had nearly enough time. Yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so you're still enjoying Doctor Who.
0: Still enjoying Doctor Who.
1: Excited no matter which one is put in. I mean, you know, less excited when it's the sixth Doctor. But, uh, you know, generally speaking, I'm, it's like, oh, okay. I, if it ones I don't remember, and I probably don't remember most classics, uh, episodes, so I'll probably be watching like it's the first time. And then with the new Who, I mean, I pretty much know them all. Mm. So, But, um, yeah, so, but largely, you know, three-fourths I'd be excited about. Yeah. Or the ones that would be like, oh, this one Well, I'm sure there will be a part here I'll like though Alright, well, let's go into the TARDIS library
2: When you close your eyes
1: I go to the library
2: Go to the library now
1: So for this one, we're just going to talk about our recent experience. We've talked about this episode before, mm-hmm. but we rewatched it again so It was an interesting time in sort of this the time of Corona where we all, along with people around the world, uh, watched Day of the Doctor again, which first premiered November twenty third, twenty thirteen. Of course, the fiftieth anniversary of Doctor Who. And uh, what was this rewatch like for you this time?
0: Oh, well, this was the first episode that you ever showed me mm-hmm. to draw me, to lure me in, not only to Doctor Who, but to your ultimately marriage, <laughs> ultimately to marriage, yes i suppose so this this was the weekend that we went away to the mm-hmm. beach mm-hmm. so i guess our first holiday together mm-hmm. and you were just chucking episodes of science fiction at me right um you did some firefly
1: possibly i don't i don't know what the smorgasbord was there's
0: one that i slept through mm-hmm.
1: but i still think That's we firefly. should l- yeah. yeah but i
0: still think we should go back to it at some point because i keep hearing good mm-hmm. things Um, A little Star Trek.
1: I don't know what I showed you. I wonder what I showed you. Because I'm sure it was like...
0: The Tribbles or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then this episode of Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that I went, hey, Mm -hmm. let's do more of this. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain amount of nostalgia there. I just love it, though. I just love it. Mm -hmm. I think it gets a little murky with the cyborgs. Zygons. 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 Mm-hmm. I was close. Big Just sucky be, things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just because that we don't get a whole lot of full closure on that.
1: Well, you get a two-part episode yeah, with 12 Yeah. <laughs> later. So, <laughs> again, no, I, I, I think that's
0: the... Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we get the beginnings of that. That feels a little bit crowbarred in because, mm. of course, the purpose of this whole thing is... Will he or won't he?
1: I was, and it was interesting to to uh, watch uh, Stephen Moffat you know, tweet um, mm. about he, I, one of the things he said was the whole uh, busting out of a picture. He's like, I could have built a whole episode around that, sort of mm. wasted it on this. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, yeah, that's how all the cyborgs get there, isn't it? That they were in the paintings. And, mm-hmm. um, but I just think some of it is beautifully done, like. The whole painting of Gallifrey Falls. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah.
1: And I think there's so many... Like, you can watch this and have a different emphasis. Like, you could be watching this as an 11th Doctor episode. Or you could be like, oh, the 10th Doctor's back. Or you could really get into the War Doctor... Um, I mean, you know, and obviously they're all there, you can watch all of it, but I, you know, I think the emphasis is where you want to place it on this episode. Like what you bring to it is what you'll get out of it.
0: Mm. But I love the war doctor with his consequences. Mm -hmm. Matt Smith saying, I don't, I, I I don't know how many people, I I didn't count. I didn't count. Um, and then Tennant as the Tenth Doctor, naming it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And those two separations. And, and yeah, I just think looking at the guilt. um, And it makes me even more sad that... And and it's interesting because if Christopher Eccleston had agreed to do it, theoretically, he would have been the War Doctor. Mm -hmm. But it would have been very interesting with a War Doctor... 9, 10, and 11, mm-hmm. and watching that progression of guilt and horror and PTSD. I mean, I think Christopher Eccleston's doctor is so much of a PTSD victim. and mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would have been interesting. But uh,
1: Yeah, and just, uh, I mean, it's what we know, and maybe you just take it for granted. But, like, especially with Matt, I mean, goodness. I mean, how old is he even in this? 30? 12. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean and, and, you know, I'm not... Saying he's best or better than, but I mean, holding your own with David Tennant and mm-hmm. John, John Hurt. Hurt. You know, I mean, basically, I mean, yeah, and I think everyone shares, but it's ostensibly Matt's. You know, he's carrying this episode; it's his name in the opening credits. You know, first, but uh, and so you know, he's obviously just very good and mm-hmm. about sharing and, but also leading and everything else and, mm. and holding his own that he is the oldest incarnation of these three
0: yeah yeah it's lovely so what did um the tweeting bring
1: and i think the thing especially watching especially watching the hashtag because obviously wasn't just stephen moffat tweeting it was everyone all dr who fans so it was everyone's favorite parts and you know what how they felt when they first watched it and you know, it was, it was just sort of this sort of moment of Doctor Who uh, fan joy, obviously during this
0: unity, yeah. in a time of quarantine, yeah.
1: And of course, this is going to continue. I think Thursday they're going to have Rose, and RTD is going to come on Twitter, <laughs> which, you know, if having watched Doctor Who in both eras, you know, they both writers make a lot of Doctor Who or make a lot of Twitter put downs. So, you know, sort of dragging them to this medium that they the deplore. So it'll be interesting, you know, and apparently, I don't know what it's going to be. So, I mean, I'm downplaying a little bit, but apparently there's going to be a... R2D is going to release a Rose prequel that was filmed during the 50th, or for the 50th, I should say. So I've no idea what that means. But on oh, Thursday, there's going to be a Rose prequel. I mean, it's some snippet or something.
0: Still. Yeah,
1: so it'll be interesting. Yeah, and so is this interesting occasion you know it's it's the silver lining and all that and blah 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 and obviously people getting sick and dying so there's not too many silver linings but in as much as there are it's certainly a time of creativity because in my mind creativity is often when you're given limits on what you can do so i mean you're creative and you can't go outside or you you can't have an a uh, in-person audience so you're forced to if you're a creative person how else do i do with this thing and so whether it's like you know how uh steven had dan starkey do a intro oh yeah for day the doctor again um with uh, his character using a plush you know it's fun and then but watching this with the you know stuff that we've never thought we were going to release here's this and you know i i think and especially with doctor who off the air now i mean you know momentarily but for several months even if it wasn't during this thing it, it still keeps everything going So, and that's a good thing. So,
0: if we've had Moffat, and now we're going to have... Russell. Russell. Does that mean next week? (laughs) They've
1: they've discovered... They've named some episodes that Emily, the young lady who's driving all this... um, But, so... I don't forget. I've I've forgotten which one they were saying.
0: I think it's time to bring in Chibnall.
1: (laughs) You know, yeah. I what would you, what episode would you want them to do with the 13th Doctor?
0: Fall. Spy fall. hmm
1: Parts one and two. Yeah. You know, all th- two hours. or however Well, long yeah. It was. I mean, we watched the 50th. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But that thing does, fl- I mean, uh-huh. fly? Uh-huh. It does. I remember it on Twitter, people people fly. are like, wait, this is 45 minutes. I thought this was 15 minutes in. Yeah. You know, so. Um, and, and maybe because, I've, you know, this is probably my... I don't want to say tenth time. Maybe that's true. Tenth time watching it, but I mean, it's still, you know, scoots
0: right on by. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like once you get the uh, hit the black archive, you're basically in the last act, and you're like, oh no, man. Or I mean, in the anyway, but yeah, with the war doctor and pressing the big red button. Yeah. But anyway, cool. All right. Well, what are we going to talk about next time, darling?
0: Uh, next time we're going to do our Season 12 wrap-up.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have long time to meditate on this and see what we we'll thought. we
0: certainly of. have a lot of time indoors.
1: So. <laughs> Watch it all again. We probably won't. But anyway. We probably won't.
0: Because I'm still going to work.
1: For now. Knock on wood.
0: At least tomorrow. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well... I hope everyone's taking care of themselves and being safe. It's obviously a rough time, but.
0: Wash your hands, social distance, take care of yourself.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if you're feeling the craziness, then, hey, you got uh, lots of the doctor's mini adventures throughout time Time and and space. space.
2: This is BBC Television.